This is Erica Ludwig of ericaludwig.com, and you're listening to Tales from the Tub. What does a writer do when she can't tell stories? She pulls stuff from the vault and gets her friends to read it for her. I have three stories for you today, and the first one is read by Erica Ludwig, a new voice to my podcast. She's reading Words Have Power. Ugh, chill out! I knew that voice. It was the scratchy tone of a fairy, almost more white noise than actual. But I knew what to listen for, and I knew it wasn't just dated slang. It was a curse. <sighs> Why me? Already feeling the temperature start to drop. I haven't wronged you. <laughs> haven't you? So many stories about the fae, the djinn, the fanged ones. So many begun, none finished. A book promised and not executed. Your lack of attention to your avocation over the last year has caused harm to the creatures you used to write about. Harm? How? How can you be a tail spinner, still be a, such a nitwit? The fairy snorted. Dim bulbs, a lot of you humans, but you, you should know better. Why do you always have to finish reading a scary story? Closure, I answered. Wrong! The temperature in my house dropped again. Peter would be so disappointed in you. Peter? Uh, oh, Peter, my first love. Before my husband, before my dogs, before my friends and family. There was Peter. He, he would? He, he would? The fairy mimicked my voice and my tone. Of course he would, you idiot bird. When's the last time you clapped your hands in glee? When's the last time you created a working plot? When's the last time you finished a story? You mean, my writing gives you power? I didn't know. The room grew even cold. You didn't know? You didn't know? A blast of cold hit her. I knew it was a female fairy now and was certain of her name as well. Our existence in this world depends on the belief of humans. Try thinking with your brain instead of your tits, girlfriend. And you might understand. Without belief, you don't exist. Without stories, there's no belief. We're dying, all of us. And it's all your fault. <laughs> I'm not the only writer. No, but you're one of the few who still retains a hint of childhood possibility. Why do you think you have so many nightmares? Why haven't you been able to sleep well for a year? I mentioned things like stress, burst pipes, and a global pandemic. She didn't buy it. Look, Chica, right is right. You're failing yourself. You're failing us. What do I have to do? Bust a pipe and let water flood this idleness out of you? No. I scooted back against the pillows of my bed. I mean, please don't. I'll try. I'll try tonight. Only, please, turn off the cold first. I can't feel my fingers. I held out my hands. They were rapidly turning blue. 24 hours, word wench. Or I come back and I turn you into an icicle. I looked at the place in the room where I thought she was, and I smiled soft. I knew what I'd write. Sure, Tink. I said, give Peter my love, won't you? Bitch! Her word hung in the air where she no longer was. But my house was warm again. Here's my good friend, Mark, the encaffeinated one, reading 433. This is a piece that was inspired by John Cage's experiment with having an audience, a symphony audience, listen to ambient noise for four minutes and 33 seconds. The clock ticks. The countertop herb garden's pump grinds. It needs more water. The owner of the house grunts slightly as she rises from the couch, which creaks responds. 
The faucet gushes into life, and there's a soft click as the woman fills the plastic pitcher. The rubber cap of the herb garden pops loose. Water dribbles into the dark cistern. Water meeting water. Splashes are muted by the container. A hiss, a grommet is sealed. Ping, pling, blink. The faucet wasn't turned off entirely. Drip, by excruciatingly slow drip, water meets the metal of the sink basin. The dog scratches himself, then shakes, ID and rabies tags jingling. He settles onto his bed with a soft flop. Slurping sounds emanate from it as he begins cleaning his privates. The woman picks up her iPhone and texts a friend. The return sound is a whistle ping. Ah, she's using WhatsApp. She is still in the kitchen. She opens the fridge and it too emits a soft pop, louder than the herb garden. She stares into the chilly white landscape of possibilities. She slides open the deli drawer with a faint sound of metal on plastic extracts cheese with a crinkly wrapper, and swings the door shut. A low click means it bounced open again. A few seconds later, there's a beeping from the fridge. The woman takes several seconds to recognize the sound and bumps the door closed with her hip. A soft thud, followed by a more solid one. Outside, thunder rumbles. The dog grumbles in response. The woman hushes him. Another beeping sound begins, but it's external. A neighbor backing their golf cart out of the carport. The vehicle's headlights double the illumination in the woman's house. The cart whirs into forward motion. It fades away. Birds sing in the trees outside. A sandhill crane calls to its lover. An owl screeches a warning to a squirrel. Lizards come out and make their soft g-g-g sounds. Bug zappers across the backyard at that neighbor's place make their distinctive sting-psst sound as mosquitoes meet a sudden and violent end. No one mourns the mosquitoes. Somewhere in the distance, an ambulance siren is heard. The Doppler effect obscuring the direction it's coming from. Thunder rumbles louder, and there's the electrical crack of a close lightning strike. The dog whimpers. He hates storms. And the woman picks him up and rocks him like a human infant. His tags and her bangle bracelets click, clack, clonk together. The clock ticks Tick, tick, tick. And finally, this is Only It Would Rain, a left-handed addition to my collection of Basil. Her head hurts, and there's this weird choking feeling in the back of her throat, as if she stuffed grief whole into her mouth, but can't swallow it down where it won't hurt anymore. And the storm clouds are overhead. If only it would rain. She goes through the motions. 
She meets friends for pedicures, but the colors seem overbright. She makes nice meals for herself and her daughter, but the food all tastes like sand. The sky is black above her. There's no sun to be found. And Sundays? Sundays are the worst. Any other day, she could go up the street to see Sissy or Gina and share a frosted glass of iced tea on the porch or call across the fence to Becca and accept the invitation for a dip in her pool. But Sundays are family days, and her family is far away. And her partner is further away than just away because he's dead, and she can't quite wrap her head around that. He was supposed to be immortal. And the sky keeps getting thicker, and she can feel it in her brain, pressing harder and harder. She considers traveling, but she's not ready to leave the house they built together, the things they so lovingly collected, trinkets from a myriad of planets, mementos from missions, or even just the bathtub he had installed for her, because it echoed the one he'd installed in their cabin on the ship. She considers going back to work, but she's not ready to face auditions, and she spent enough time away from the theater that she no longer gets straight-up offers, or at least none that don't repel her. Her daughter, their daughter, tries to make her smile, asks her to play, demands beach days, and she does her best. She tries to be present in those moments, but inside all she feels is numbness, blackness, a void deeper than a black hole. And the thunder is unceasing. If only it would rain. Hi, I'm Nukchas, the host of Nutty Bites. And hi, I'm Tech, Nutty's regular guest. Or antagonist. Our podcast is like a call-in show where geeks get to debate topics about speculative fiction. We don't really debate. Sure we do. We debate topics such as lame superpowers, the best villains, and our favorite apocalypses. We more like rant, rave, and then have massive nerd rages. People call in from all over the world, sometimes minor celebrities, and we've even had some supervillains show up. Do you ever notice that you never have any superheroes or good guys? I'm a good guy. Compared to what? Antagonist. Not really a guest. Nutty Bites. Nimwast.org. The Bathtub Mermaid Tales from the Tub is written and produced by Melissa A. Bartell under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike Non-Commercial International 4.0 License. The Bathtub Mermaid is made possible with generous donations from my patrons, Fran Hutchinson, Mark the Encaffeinated One, Selena Taylor, Charlotte and Ken Kennedy, Jason Banks of Nerds with Voices, Susan Fogel, and Nuchas of the Nutty Bites podcast. If you'd like to join them in supporting my work and getting more stories, essays, and mermaid minutes from me, please visit patreon.com slash bathtubmermaid. For complete show notes and my contact information, please visit www.bathtubmermaid.com. Thanks for listening. And remember, never let your bathwater get too cold. (laughs) 